0: Welcome to Viewpoints again, listeners. I'm your host Henry a Great pleasure to welcome Russell Handy for our regular weekly segment. What's making news? Welcome again to Viewpoints, Russell. Thanks, Henry. Um, Russell. Earlier this week, we had that um, amazing electrical storm, didn't we, on yes. Tuesday night? Um, how did it affect the people up there in the gully?
1: Well, we had about 17 mil of rain overnight, and it was quite dramatic. That uh thunderstorm for that hour, and about two or three o'clock in the morning, wasn't it?
0: Oh, it was. I was sound asleep, and the next second, it was a really effective sound and light show, wasn't it? And it that's went right. on.
1: Yes, yeah, I think it was more than what they predicted, too. They said they might hear the odd clap of thunder. Well, that's an understatement.
0: Yeah, it, it was more reminiscent of a, a summer electrical storm than one that's, uh, you know, autumn approaching winter.
1: Yes, and there's a bit of wind with it too. Uh, of mm-hmm. course, down uh, Geelong Way, uh, Warren Warren Ponds, they really copped uh, a lot of damage down there. Mm.
0: Mm. Did many trees fall up there in the gully area and the dandelions?
1: Well, not that I've heard of. Uh, not that many. No, I don't think so, I think. It wasn't too bad, you know, the wind here, but uh, just very gusty, I think. Oh, it was it just, very,
0: very gusty there. Down in turner, it, uh, it was pretty gusty for a while, but no, it was the, the light and sound show that was really quite mesmerising. Now, did you have homework for the week?
1: Uh, well, we just had to investigate that story from Rotterdam where oh, they, yes. they saw a two-humped animal that turned out to be an emu, and uh, you asked me, was there really ever a camel?
0: That was and, the question. Uh, was there ever yeah, really well,
1: a camel? Well, I've researched lots of things, and even did it this morning again to make sure there were. ever no, there's been no mention of a uh, of a camel. But uh, I, I did send you a photograph of the policewoman with the emu to prove that uh, that half of the story yeah, was wrong. Right anyway, but
0: that
1: emu didn't have two humps. No, there's so whoever said it had hump. two humps,
0: where no, did that come so whoever, from?
1: I don't know, some witness said it had two humps, so they must have had a good night out on the tiles if they couldn't, socially isolating, of course. (laughs) Or they left their
0: glasses home. It's amazing. Do you know what? It's an interesting thing, isn't it? We so often rely on what we call... Um, eyewitness accounts um, but I remember a very famous uh, law firm, um, criminal law firm in Melbourne some years ago they were interviewing the senior partner and uh, they were very successful in defending uh, uh, high profile cases and they asked uh, the, the person what's your view about eyewitness accounts and how do you handle that when you know, you've got 10 people up there all saying yes we saw it happen. And and this particular barrister said, look, I I actually, if I've got to make a preference uh, against uh, to deconstruct evidence, eyewitness accounts are much better than circumstantial evidence. They said eyewitness accounts, generally, if you ask 10 people, they'll give you 10 different versions of it, which may or may not create quite a bit of doubt. But he said circumstantial evidence is like a web. And it 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 can't be unpicked as such, and it's always, in his opinion, was his opinion, uh, more difficult to um, discredit than eyewitness accounts. Interesting, that's isn't right. it? Because you'd have thought intuitively, oh, if someone said they saw it, that, that that's pretty um, compelling versus circumstantial evidence, which is more of a um, a case of putting together evidence that leads to a certain conclusion.
1: That's right. Yes, I have heard too, like you said, you get two or three different eyewitnesses to describe a fellow and they all give different descriptions. Exactly, uh,
0: exactly. And then, of course, that would immediately cast some doubt, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, that's right. You'd soon be able to work uh, that to the jury, wouldn't you? Mm, a, it's interesting so, mm.
0: so we've got a one-humped... Emu on the loose that turned into a two-humped emu from one eyewitness, and at the end of the day, there was no camel.
1: No, and one of the a couple of the reports said it was an ostrich, but most said it was definitely an emu. We don't know where it came from, but uh, yeah, where did the emu
0: come from? All the way over in Rotterdam? They, have they got a zoo that's got an I emu have got out?
1: I think they might have. It's interesting that in March this year there was a uh, festival on, and uh, they did feature camels and dancers at that festival in the heart of Rotterdam. So. Uh, that was just a little aside.
0: Maybe there was a camel and that's disappeared again.
1: Could have too, but I haven't mm. found my no record of it. Well, yeah. if you
0: ever find anything up there, I'm not making you check it out, but if you've got an eagle eye for sniffing things out, they don't call you Handby for nothing, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us uh, if you find anything about a mysterious camel that appeared once and hasn't been seen since. The Ro- right. They could call it. Do you know how they've got. Um, what have they got up there in um, Inverness? Loch Ness monster. They could have the Rotterdam camel. It could become yes. a, a. You know, a, a, a tourist attraction.
1: That's right. I was going to go to Loch Ness in August this year before the uh, pandemic and I would have uh, been able to report back on the monster to you, but I yeah, can't well, I've help. been there
0: twice and I haven't seen the monster, but I did part with a few dollars of merchandise. And I, I asked the man, one of the people there selling merchandise at the lock. I said, what do you reckon? He said, look, he said, as long as you guys are here buying our merchandise and coming from all over the world, Nessie exists.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) It'll be existing for a long time with them, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Have you
0: been to Loch Ness before?
1: No, right. This would have been my would have been my first trip this year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Look, Look, if well, if you get to go one day, look, if you do see it, get a shot for me because I had I walked there for about half an hour to an hour, and it's a very pleasant place. And Invernesses, they've really. Smartened that up. It's a beautiful river walk there now, and lots of cafes and restaurants and beautiful gardens there, Russell, if you get there. But if you do get a picture of the Loch Ness monster, I'd love to get a copy.
1: All right. I've seen lots of photos of what's meant to be these monster, but they've all been disproved as either fakes or something else, you know.
0: Tell me this why I've seen quite a few more since digital technologies come on board. There's been more pictures of Loch Ness since that. I'm just amazed that. Is it, does digital technology do a better job of capturing it, or do you think there's a bit of doctoring going on?
1: There might be a bit of doctoring these days. You can sort of put in anything you like in photos, can't you? And you can you hardly tell
0: You can. So I know you're old enough to still have an old Kodak Brownie camera, so you could take that up there because it's harder to <laughs> yeah. create fake oh, yeah. photos with the old Kodak.
1: I used to have an old uh, box camera when I was a child, too, yes. Yeah, See
0: so if you can dig it, it up and get a photo of Nessie, it'll be more authentic. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, enough of the nonsense. we better get on with what we're here to do, and that is talk about the news, Russell. Um, call for a $50,000 boost for new homes. This is in the age during the week. Buyers of freshly built homes would get a $50,000 check from the Morrison government under a $2.5 plan from the Property Council to kick-start the economy amid Reserve Bank warnings. The housing sector faces an extended period of pain. That's a damn long sentence. It uh, is. Clearly, we didn't uh, teach that no, did we
1: and it's uh, particularly this is the whole idea is to sort of a, like a stimulus for the housing industry and the council uh, also wants the abolition of stamp duty the broadening of the gst and a welcome migration uh, campaign aimed at luring foreigners to australia or else they say the residential sector would weigh on the economy after the pandemic apparently home builders report more than 30 percent contract cancellation rates and the construction sector has shed more than 5% of its workforce since March. So it's not in a very good way. Uh, Council Chief Ken Morrison said that this would help restart the economy, expected to shrink by 10% in the June quarter, with the housing sector a key element in recovery.
0: And, of course, the construction and housing sector, are, um, they're bulwarks of our economy, aren't they, really? If they're going well, things aren't too bad. But if uh, that sector, those sectors go down the gurgler a bit, or to some extent it, it affects the effects are, uh, are profound
1: That's right and uh, and uh, it's also to do with this uh, article, the Reserve Bank reports a drop in demand for housing as cash-strapped Australians move back in with their parents or into share houses Pretty a lot of young people move out of home find that they can't afford much and move back in with mum and dad
0: Yes, it, um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a challenging, challenging time. You own your house, don't you?
1: Yes, yes. We've owned it uh, for some years now.
0: Oh, so you're pretty, you, know, you won't have to go back and live with Mum and Dad.
1: No, well, uh, I'd be going up up to the big man in the sky if I did to visit them.
0: Uh, you'd probably be going to that other one downstairs. No, well, yeah. well, you <laughs>
1: probably, you reckon, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, no, that's interesting. Russell, um, we'll take a short break. Can you hold the line? Yes, Welcome back to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, uh, Henry Grossing Limited for a discussion on What's Making News, our regular segment with Russell Hanby. Welcome back, Russell. Thanks, Henry. Yeah, just to clarify something we're, while we're off air, when I said you'd be going downstairs, that was that was there was no inference that that's where your parents were. <laughs> my point is they probably want a bit of respite from you, and they'd be up there, and you can go down there. <laughs> <laughs> we're just having fun, Russ, and I, I hope you're taking all this uh, in, uh, in a good spirit.
1: Oh yes, yes, just because it's going to be my last show with you, that's all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you giving me the flick now, are you? No,
1: no, we're right. <laughs> we are right,
0: okay. I'll let you carry on. What's going on with a healthy dose of funds or something?
1: Yes, this is from the Herald Sun earlier in the week. Victorian medical experts will receive almost half of a $400 million federal funding boost for research tackling everything from binge eating and online depression treatments to dementia screening and genetic cancer risks. We often say about how good our medical research here we is and in Melbourne particularly too, don't we? Anyway, this includes 267 research projects or funds for that, uh, $84.7 million for 61 programs aimed at finding new ways to tackle infectious diseases and uh, could also help with the coronavirus. uh, And some of the projects which sound interesting include studying how ketamine could be used to treat depression, programs for boys and men with eating and body image disorders, Mm. testing to see if children uh, can have intravenous antibiotics orally or at home and keeping them out of the hospital for it, as well as uh, 3D printing to to regenerate joint cartilage in one step, and uh, maybe how wearing diagnostic tools can monitor conditions, including epilepsy, pre-eclampsia and heart attacks. So it's covering a whole range of things, this research.
0: Oh, look, it's fantastic. And um, uh, all credit to, to the government for providing that research funding. Um, and yes, anything that can do uh, to support that research. And um, I guess promote better living and longer living and higher quality of life for all of us is a good thing. Um, you can never spend too much on that area. So um, that's that's very good. Russell, fans cry foul over price of AFL refund. AFL members will be slugged $170 to keep their membership status and avoid years on a waiting list to regain privileges. Um, are you an AFL member?
1: Yes, I am, and I got that email the other day. Yeah, so and, did we, uh, by the way. Yes, so you're an AFL member too, are you?
0: Yeah, but we're Collingwood, you're Essendon. Let's not yes. confuse the matter. We're not in the same no. team, really. No, and <laughs>
1: uh, and I see the Herald Sun also took it up, as we just said. Uh, and there's the four options to maintain your membership, and in which case you'll get a few little goodies, like 30% off next year's membership and yep. the value pack, and access to uh, the twenty, 20 finals if allowed I think that might be in doubt or you can be absentee where you sort of put it on hold you do pay $170 and for that you'll get four guest passes for next year and get access to the finals here if allowed uh, or you can put if you're paying it by installments you can get a bit off that too or if you cancel outright you may be really hard up and, or not really hard up a lot of people finding it difficult they can get a full refund but if you do that there'll be no entitlements beyond this year and I thought, oh, well, you'll just join in again. But no, you, you'll you lose the number of years of membership and uh, that could affect people on waiting lists. And you'll still have to pay $170 for what they call a lapsed member fee, which is the same as the absentee. So uh, you don't just cancel or roll over your refund for next year, or you're around for next year, but uh, you do get... To, so it does seem a bit tough, that one, I think.
0: Yes, it is tough, um, that one. I mean, your options... Uh... Well, you do. You're basically paying $170 um, to, to maintain your rights, um, and I guess at the end of the day, if the AFL don't change that, that'll be the choice you're faced with. Um, uh, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? I, I, That's I, I right. empathise with all of us. What are you going yeah. to be doing?
1: Oh Well, I'm leaning towards the absentee where I pay $170. Obviously, I'll get back the well, I pay more than that, but they'll take everything back, I think, off except for the 170, and uh, they'll get me a few guest passes for next year. And uh, so um, I think that's the one I'm leaning to rather than just, you know, letting the full amount go through, because I must admit, the value pack doesn't all interest me all that much, what I've seen of it, you know, mm. personally.
0: yeah
1: uh, So uh, that may be what I'll do. What about you?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking of either the absentee or the maintaining. I'm not interested in cancelling uh, or pausing payments. Uh, No, that's only the top two. Still deciding on that one. Um, Yeah, yeah, because I want to keep. I certainly want to keep my entitlements. Yes, to keep going. uh,
1: uh, I mean, apparently a lot of other sporting codes have let you just roll over to next year, so you, you, know, you wouldn't have that to pay anything. That would have been anything.
0: a good idea, I think. I think that, but then the that's AFL not- will argue they're cash-strapped, won't they?
1: Yeah, that, that's right. So, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, reading on, I didn't realise that they had to pay 170 until I read about it in the paper. So uh, that's, uh, I think, a bit of the sting in the tail there, isn't it? Oh,
0: yes, especially with your team doing so well.
1: Did yeah, you, have you got right.
0: a win out of two or one, or have you won none out of one?
1: Uh, I, I so long ago now, I can't remember. I think now. you won your game. Okay, All you're right.
0: equal with us.
1: Well, there you go, one each. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, I th- that, you should feel privileged. <laughs> we, <laughs> we can talk yeah, about Collingwood and That rivalry goes back a long time.
1: That's right. It? And of course, we missed a month ago the big ANZAC Day match, so mm. we'll have to wait. Wait for that first. Well, fingers crossed mm. next year. Mm.
0: Yeah, we've got a lot there to be wondering about. And what's our
1: last one, Russell? Well, this is from the age uh, drones that beaches in $8 million fine blitz. Yes. Yeah, Victoria Police have confirmed they use used drones to patrol beaches for violations of social distancing rules, as figures show more than $8 million in fines have been issued during the coronavirus pandemic. And every day we read of people doing the wrong thing and being caught and... Uh, There was a bit of controversy about the the, the police uh, binding people early on, wasn't there?
0: Yes, there was. People felt they were a bit zealous and perhaps over the top.
1: Anyway, these drones have been used on a couple of occasions in the lead-up to and over Easter weekend at beaches around Melbourne and Mm. Phillip Island, and pictures were being beamed to nearby police truck and... uh, They've made nearly 6,000 fines for breaches of social distancing restrictions. Attorney General Jill Hennessy said that this equates to more than $8 million in fines, as you said. And um, individuals can be fined, as we know, $1,652 for breaches. Interestingly, only 2% has been paid. Do you have that speaking position, uh, how many are actually going to pay it, uh, you know, without a lot of effort being needed to chase them up?
0: Yes, it's an interesting one, that. I noticed that 2%. A lot of people would probably claim that they're suffering hardship at the moment and a fine of that substance might just knock a hole in. The other interesting thing too is that Mr Ashton said 337 fines had been withdrawn and 437 requests had been made for review. So, so um, at least Victoria Police... You know, they're, they're prepared to review what you're doing and there's a substantial number that have been uh, waived and that's, so, that's, you know, yeah. there's a, I think there's a fair degree of um, understanding in all of that.
1: Well, I think I, I heard that uh, every police uh, issuing has got to be then checked by a supervisor to see if it uh, you know, passes muster, as it were.
0: Mm, that's exactly... Because uh, originally, exactly. a lot of people
1: having them withdrawn and some of the charges did look a bit spurious... Of course, as as we're slowly releasing some of the conditions of uh, the shutdown, uh, it'll be harder for them. I guess you know, they won't be pil- No need to pull up every car and say, "Where are you going anymore?" But uh, they'll be just looking for blatant fruit breaches now, won't they?
0: You'd think so. You would think so, Russell. And hopefully, we get that. Um, hopefully, we get that vaccine sooner rather okay. than later, and we can we can all go wherever and not. Been fear of a drone catching us in the wrong place at the wrong time.
1: Well, we heard in America this week uh, that one of the... Uh, that Given a vaccine uh, to trial for only eight people, and they've had excellent results, and the stock exchanges around the world went up markedly. So it doesn't take much to to move the stock so- chains up or down, does it?
0: Not at all, Russell. Not at all. Finally, this now this is a good good one. What do you? <laughs> yeah, I, I <laughs> actually odds, saw I, this. I'll let you read it out as always. Uh, that's right. I think I saw this on one of the TV
1: newsers too. Actually, they showed pictures of it. It's a good one. Uh, a South Korean football club has been forced to apologise after accusations that mannequins it used to fill empty seats at a weekend game were actually sex dolls. The club maintains that the models, which were, were wearing face masks, had no connection to sex toys, despite some of them wearing t shirts with the logo of a sex toy seller. Fans weren't convinced with one slamming FC soul for turning its stadium into an X-rated <laughs> zone. <laughs> There's
0: a couple of things in that. First, mannequins in there to make it look like they've got a, a, an audience. Uh, that's amazing. And yes, um, <laughs> I, I presume they couldn't get them at short notice from anywhere else. Like, that's my, I can only guess that's why they did that.
1: I suppose so, because it might have been uh, hard to locate in other places. So uh, they got them from a sex shop or steal or something. (laughs) But but, but I did. But when I saw them on the uh, TV, they were all very tastefully dressed. Needless to say. Well, you'd like
0: to think they were. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I mean, honestly, it is a family show. The the football, you would think it's it's supposed to. Isn't unsporting games like that supposed to be those really non-violent ones? Aren't they supposed to be G-rated or something? I, don't I think
1: so, aren't they? Yeah, for every general exhibition, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, so, it? I, it
1: was only when the uh, news reader mentioned that they were sex dolls or sex mannequins that I, <laughs> I didn't pick it up. I just, thought, I just thought they were mannequins, you know, like you're getting yeah, uh, Myers.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have got them in Myers. <laughs> oh, that takes us out, Russell. I hope you um, get through the next week without too many electrical light and sound shows up your way.
1: No, right. no, I think it's going to calm down. A bit of rain for the, I think, over uh, this weekend. But apart much? from that, it's been.
0: We getting much on the weekend?
1: No, not a not a lot. No, it's petering out by Sunday or tomorrow. You know, two days time, it should be pretty good.
0: Absolutely, was you? Take care up there in the gully, and uh, you've got a homework-free weekend.
1: Oh, well, that's good. Okay, well, I'll be ready for next week. And I haven't anything. told your
0: wife that you have got nothing to do over the weekend.
1: No, well, we'll, we'll she'll find
0: out herself, won't she?
1: We'll keep that quiet. We'll keep that quiet.
0: You have a great time, and we'll catch you next week.
1: Okay, look forward to it.
0: Russell Hanby, what's making news up there in uh, Flinders Gully, listeners? We'll take a short break. Don't go away.